This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. Uh, I'm still uh, trying to wrap my head around this. No, not uh, the treatment of Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, John Mayer, his new male contract. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's very soothing. I, I like him. Like Muzak, not music. Uh, John Mayer at uh, one of these concerts for 12-year-old girls that he holds. Uh, had uh, this to say about uh, male-female relations in 2018. Is the idea that if you're a man, any woman you see, you should be able to get an erection. And when we don't, that's the trauma. What's that, mom? That I don't want it to be the male contract. I'm telling you, that's the contract, and we have to tear the contract up. And we. I think we're supposed to. What's that? Please clap. No, it does. It. The man, no, hold on. This is fine. She's actually asking a really decent uh, Q&A with John Mayer. Pertinent question. What you're saying, what is the male contract? Then? Yeah, what is it? The male contract is to, at between the ages of whatever, puberty and college, to be instructed to have a class, to have a voice of reason taught to young men. You are not supposed to be able to do this to everything that moves. You are not entitled to be able to do this to everything that moves. This does not come Wait, naturally that, that to is a man. The contract? This does not come unnaturally to a man. You do not possess the universal ability to have any woman that you see. They're scared and you're scared. And I'm just going on record as revealing wow. the trauma, trauma of men feeling like they've fallen short of a bullshit alpha male contract that nobody can live up to and until we get rid of that in men we won't have the life that we all deserve and i'm oh, sorry yeah 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 what well, i rambling nonsense so the alpha male contract is the problem we need a new contract that says i recognize with i don't know with who with all of womankind but i recognize that i don't have the right i don't have the expectation to one um you know, get a get a Woody all okay, the time, okay. and and then um, thank you, thank you very much, all thank right, you. Right, and number two, right. and number two, to expect that I can sleep with every woman. Uh, yeah, how dare you think that? You know what? I'll, I'll raise my kids, my boys. I don't need John Mayer. Are you thing. sure you don't need him? I'm positive. In a 2010 uh, Playboy interview, John Mayer also had this to say: "There have probably been days when I saw 300 vaginas before I got out of bed." referring to early morning porn binges. My junk is sort of like a white supremacist. I've got a Benetton heart and a effing David Duke blank. Oh, my gosh. My body's a wonderland. Jennifer Love Hewitt, bad choice. Uh, I'm just very horny. I'm a douchebag. That's why black people love me. John Mayer, Playboy interview. Wait, wait, there's more. Someone I, asked, I stop now. Sir. Someone asked me the other day, what does it feel like now to have a hood pass? It's sort of a contradiction in terms because you really had a hood pass. You could call it an N-word 
pass. Oh That's my. this this uh, pasty white dude, John Mayer, in Playboy eight years ago. I mean, I'm sure he's grown up a lot since. He had to. As you uh, heard with that compelling social commentary on male-female relations offered by John Mayer. Minka Kelly, you should be embarrassed to have ever gone out with her. Jennifer Who? Aniston. Jennifer Aniston went out with Minka her. Minka Kelly from Friday Night Lights. Oh. Yeah. John Mayer. Friday Night Lights? How old are you? The movie or the series, the television series? I'm, I'm old enough to have lived through the first part of this millennium. <laughs> I'm, I'm older than 13. That's how old I am. Uh, all right, for more on uh, John Mayer's uh, new contract, as well as uh, other matters, male, female, Kavanaugh, Ford-related, we're pleased to be joined by John Smirak. He is the writer and editor for TheStream.org, TheStream.org, also the author of the book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration. John, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Good morning. I kept thinking you were saying John, John Zmirak, that I was being alleged to have said all this insane stuff you were just quoting. <laughs> yes, I was setting it up. Now, now answer for your 2010 yeah. Playboy interview, Mr. Smirak. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, so are, are you rethinking your relationships with uh, the uh, fair sex after hearing from John Mayer? <laughs> He, he sounds like somebody got out of his 28 days of sex sex addiction treatment, oh. and he's just uh, babbling back what he read in the, the Federalist, normally reading in the New York Times. Uh, conservatives wrong to gloat about Kavanaugh. There's every reason for those on the right to celebrate, but there are also for some very good reasons to keep those celebrations quiet, respectful, and dignified. Uh, one reason a muted and conciliatory approach is advisable is that the court, like unlike elected branches of government, exercises power not through control of the purse of the military, but through faith of the American people. Uh, I agree with the inclination to oppose gloating. I don't really think that the Supreme Court's legitimacy in the American public's mind is really in much uh, in much jeopardy. But uh, but what about his larger point about uh, being respectful, humble and moving on? I don't want the Supreme Court to have a lot of legitimacy. It's been running like a super legislature, like a five-man dictatorship since roughly 1973 when it, when it uh, issued Roe v. Wade. Uh, and I'm, that's not just me saying that. Antonin Scalia said we are in the danger of being a go- governed by five lawyers, a dictatorship of five lawyers. So I, I welcome the politicization of Supreme Court nominations. Uh, when Lindsey Graham, you know, admirably stood up for Kavanaugh, and he said, you know, say hello to Kagan and Sotomayor, I voted for them, I thought, yeah, well, you should be ashamed of that. No Republican should have ever voted to endorse people with leftist political philosophies like that or judicial philosophies like that. And, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad the Senate Republicans have woken up and stopped meekly confirming uh, leftists appointed by people like Obama and, in fact, started fighting for moderates like Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh is not a judicial conservative, in my view, like Scalia or Clarence Thomas. He's a moderate. He's <clears throat> excuse me. He's a little more conservative than somebody like Bill Clinton would have appointed. Uh, the, pr- the fact is that the left has gone so far out onto an extreme that they can't tell Brett Kavanaugh from you know Dave, David Duke or, or Alex Jones. 
Well, their biggest fear is that they, he's going to be, you know, the deciding vote, and if there's a possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned, do you see that? That happening? would be wonderful. I don't, I don't necessarily expect it, but yeah, imagine that. Imagine that American citizens get to vote on the laws in their states. That's all Roe v. Wade would, does; is it keeps it keeps the people from voting on abortion in their 50 states. And so this has been a, a tantrum by by the left. At, at the idea of democracy, at the idea of popular sovereignty. No, everything has to be done by five Ivy League lawyers appointed for life in a, in a, in a, a smoke-filled room, so to speak. And so what, when I see this hysteria over at Kavanaugh, that is leftist elites shrieking because they're afraid of democracy. It, it seems to me, uh, just picking up uh, on Marcus's piece about not gloating, uh, okay, we, we shouldn't gloat. But uh, we should continue to be morally indignant because the public seems to be relatively scandalized by how Kavanaugh was treated by Democrats. And and if we want to sustain that for the next 30 days to the political benefit of uh, the Trump policy agenda and Republican control of Congress, we should continue to uh, remind people uh, how exactly they behaved. Absolutely. In fact, we, we need to continue to just stand up to them when they do things like in Portland, these Antifa thugs took over the streets yeah. and they were directing traffic and attacking cars that didn't obey them. And the police were just standing there watching it happen. It was like a paramilitary group had taken over the city. <clears throat> the more the left gets hysterical and continues to be hysterical over the Kavanaugh thing, the better, because we can highlight that. And we can, we can let the voters know if the Democrats take the House – on November 6th, this is going to be a national spectacle. And if you thought the show trial of Brett Kavanaugh was bad, wait till they start the show trial of Donald Trump when they impeach him, which they've all said they're going to do. The Democrats get the House. They're going to impeach Donald Trump no matter what Mueller gives them. He can give them a greasy, ham, greasy paper bag with a ham sandwich in it. They will spend two years of the Congress's time on a nonstop impeachment trial against Trump, against people in his cabinet, against Kavanaugh, because they don't care. They think it was illegitimate for them to lose the 2016 election. Obama was supposed to fundamentally transform America, was supposed to be irreversible. They're going to do whatever they can to nullify the people's vote. And if they they win on November 6th, watch out, because the the Kavanaugh circus – Will, will look like a picnic compared to what's going to happen in America after that. Last question on the Kavanaugh Circus, uh, the question about whether to go after and potentially prosecute any of those who testified under oath less than truthfully, uh, perhaps not Miss Ford, but uh, more like maybe Miss Swetnick. I want to go after Ford to get her to flip on her attorneys because I think they consciously colluded to – maybe convince her that it was really Kavanaugh. I, I, I want to see what, what Katz was up to. I want to see those notes. Those notes. I want to see the communications. I want to know if, if Katz should be disbarred. Remember, this is a woman who's worked for George Soros for the last 15 years who just conveniently shows up to represent this person who doesn't want to go public and doesn't want to be politicized. No, I'm sorry. I, I would leverage potential perjury charges against Ford in order to find the corruption of her attorneys. Yes, go after them. Absolutely. Hammer and tongs. All right. He is John Smirak. He is uh, no shrinking violet. He's also the writer and editor of the Stream 
org and author of the book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration. John, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, 